Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Roker Report Player Ratings Podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. Uh, we are minutes from the final whistle, since the, since the final whistle should I say, at the, a two-all draw with MK Dons away with once again the lads failing to follow up a good performance and a good result um, within a week and uh, we, we end up with another two points dropped. Uh, we're going to get into the game in a little bit more detail but I'm joined with two guests today. So first, hello. Player Ratings Pod host Ant. How you doing, Ant? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit deflated, I think, after that. Massive two points dropped there. Especially with the other results. You know, we looked whole, whole of lost, sports, mother have lost. Mm. Uh, well, they've dropped points anyway. It's uh, it's just, it's it's too often we're talking about this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we've, we've started well. We've conceded goals. We've managed to get a draw. It's just not, it's just too, too deja vu for me while I'm at the minute. Yeah, it's the whole season so far, isn't it? Whenever we drop points, the other teams around us, or some of the teams around us, seem to drop points as well, and we never mm. seem to capitalise it. I'm also joined across the Irish Sea by uh, our favourite Irishman. Well, Gary might have something to say oh, about that. That's a big, that's a big shout. I like that. That's a big shout. It's Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm all good. Well, I'm okay. Same as Ant. Um, yeah, same as we really, really should have won that game, especially the chance of second half. It's becoming too, too regular now that we're we're dropping points against teams that we really should be beating if we have any uh, aspirations of going up. But I'm sure we'll get into it more detail now, Bomber, over the next half yeah. an hour. Yeah, we certainly will, mate. But I'm going to kick off with the with the three word review because I'm expecting a, it to be uh, certainly a little bit more negative or a little bit more downbeat than the three-word review we had um, in the week for the uh, for the cup game. So just going through, so our, our own Paul Fletcher, five games unbeaten, so we'll start off with a nice uh, upbeat one. So that's a nice positive spin on that, uh, Paul. Cameron Johnson, 11 bastard draws, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, there was another, there's another couple here that say about um, Jack Ross reminiscent. Um, JC95, promotion please, lads, with a question mark. I think it's thrown into, into doubt whether or not um, we're actually going to get promoted this season. Neil Graney, Jones must start. Keith Coonden, uh, a mixed bag. Paul Jennings, need a keeper. Mm, not, not too sure about that one. Mm. John Ridley, Jack Ross legacy. Uh, Michael Beveridge, not good enough. Uh, King Maguire, one. Uh, effing shite ref. Um, not sure about that one. I mean, the ref, w- I, we'll get into that as well, but I think the ref was quite poor, but um, I'm not sure he necessarily cost us uh, the points there. Uh, Albach, 72, two points dropped. Connor Swainston, uh, not good enough. Uh, yeah, just you scroll down the list and it's it's saying a mixture of that we weren't good enough, we've dropped points, 
um, and a few Jack Ross tweets in there as well. So I think that kind of echoes the sentiments that, that we feel coming into that. But I'm going to start with the with the team sheets because when the, when the team sheets initially came in, there were six changes from the team that swept MK Dons aside on Tuesday with Burge, uh, Wright, Ledbitter, Vokins, McGeady and Wyke all coming in for Matthews, Willis, Scohan, McFadzian, Jones and Diamond. Um, and then not content with those changes, just before kickoff, we discovered that there was a seventh change that was forced as uh, Tom Flanagan got injured, I'm assuming in the in the warm up. Um, and Willis came back into the squad and uh, Dan Neal moving up to uh, take a place on the bench. Uh, so I'm going to come to you first, Mike. Are you surprised to see so many changes to that starting lineup, given how well we played Tuesday? I think there was always going to be a few changes. I know it was the cup the other day um, and there seems to be there hasn't been really much consistency with lineup. Since Johnson's coming in, he's always made a couple of changes here and there. Uh, I was surprised to see Flanagan starting, to be fair. And I was actually quite happy when I when I heard Frankie say with 20 minutes to go that uh, before kickoff that Willis was coming in. Um, I, I had written down in the notes here that I don't think the formation really suited us. 4-4-2, I think, with, especially when Ledbetter's in midfield, we, we, we kind of lack the, the energy. Maybe Ledbetter doesn't really have the legs for midfields I think in a, in a two and I've I've said it for a long time I don't really fancy Luke O'Neill as a centre midfielder so I wasn't particularly pleased with the central midfield partnership that was there and I think as the match went on I think it went to show in my opinion that um I think we got a bit overrun in the first first half an hour and uh so I think I think I would have I would have maybe had Scone in there alongside Ledbetter um but other than that you could maybe argue Jordan Jones could come in and the wing for Gooch possibly but uh, other than that, I wouldn't have been too displeased with how we set up. Yeah, yeah, you said something that was that was quite key there. That you said you would like to send a little bit more energy in there. I think for me personally, I would have liked to have seen Scowen keep his place instead of Ledbitter and seen um, O'Nine and, and Scowen in there again because uh, yeah. they, they between them they do have quite a lot of energy. And just on that subject, and can you can you put any logic as to why having you know killed MK Dons on Tuesday with pace and energy, we seem to have completely moved away from that. Um, today by changing over half of the starting lineup and and taking out some of the energy and some of the pace in Jones in Scowan you know Diamond dropped out of the team as well what what's the logic behind that for you yeah I mean obviously Ledbetter coming in immediately it's slower isn't it because you know mm-hmm. I mean Grant's thirty five year old he's not going to be you know able to run around the pitch um, as much as what he could but what got us the three nil on Tuesday was we were pressing there because they play out from the back so much, so many times they were doing it for ninety yeah. minutes there. And what got us our first goal on um, on Tuesday was was us pressuring them, put them under pressure, and that never happened until probably about the thirty fifth, thirty sixth minute. Is it? So we'd immediately let them play their own game, which is what we didn't allow them on Tuesday. Personally, I get what Mike's saying about not having a bit in a two. I would have personally kept scowling in. I think that not having scowling in was. Criminal, to be honest. I think Scowen's been a lot better recently. And taking out Jones and Diamond, who are both very, very quick, was probably the wrong decision. But in hindsight, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Because yeah. you're gonna be, you're gonna, you're taking two young lads out, especially Jones, who hasn't played much football, putting two experienced, you know, because Lyndon Gooch an experienced footballer now. Uh, you know, he's played a lot of games and putting him in and McGeady in was probably the right decision, but it, it didn't quite work out, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, we'll get on to it, but I, I, I thought we missed Jones in particular, yeah. and I, I think he oh, changed yeah. the game when he came on. He was quite direct when he came on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but we'll, we'll come on to that. So, I mean, the start of the game couldn't really have gone much better the, first, the first five minutes or so, and, and when uh, Charlie White put that that ball through from McGeady away, I thought it was going to be more of the same. I was like, oh, here we go, another two, three, four <laughs> nil, maybe, maybe more. I do want to credit 
um, Aidan O'Brien in the lead up to that goal because mm-hmm. he he brought it down, arguably handball, yeah. uh, brought it down, laid it off really, really well. And that's one of the, the things that O'Brien does, I think, very well with his back to goal, bringing it down and, and bringing other players in. He's got a lot of faults, um, Zayden O'Brien. He's very patchy in his form, but that is one thing that I think he does very well. Um, plays an easy pass to McGeady, who who slots it through, um, perfectly weighted ball in it. So it well, it's either a very easy finish or Charlie White's done well in making it look easy. Hmm. Like I say, albeit arguably um, an, an initial handball from O'Brien, but no one appealed for it, and I'm certainly not gonna gonna argue with it. So Mike couldn't have really been much better a start, really. No, great start. Um, but I think you could even see, you know, even in the first five minutes before we even got the goal, they were playing with the ball a lot better. Mm-hmm. They they kind of set the tempo for the game. Uh, the the White's goal really did come uh, against the run of play. And and really, we never really kicked on after White got that finish. It was a great ball by McGeady for the goal. And as you said, Aidan O'Brien did really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. But after after that goal, we really just didn't kick on. We, we, we looked lethargic. I, I thought we looked a little bit nervous. The defence were quite loose. Cameron Jerome constantly keeps coming back to haunt us. I don't know how old he is now, but the guy keeps scoring. <laughs> but um, after that, yeah, I mean, I think was it was it ten minutes after that, twelve minutes after that, MK Don's got the equaliser. Um, I thought Ledbetter. I don't think it was even that. I think it was like three minutes later. Was it? Was yeah, it even? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I thought Ledbetter was too slow getting out to to the to, to shot originally, and I felt bad for Lee Burge really because I, I I think he did well to to mm. kind of to save it originally, and it was. I think Danny Collins is saying that he should have parried it kind of away from goal, but it's I don't know. It's easy to say that in the situation, but they, we were just really, really poor the first half an hour. MK Don's really got on top, and they obviously got the second goal after that. Yeah. Um. It, w- it wasn't really until like the 30, 30th minute that we got into the game, and every single thing we did in the first half, I thought personally was coming to Aidan McGeady. I thought he was really, really good first half. Um. He created, I think, a chance for Wyke, one for himself, and one for Max Power, but. It was a really, really poor start, and I think it cost us even having the chance of winning the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I'm just going to come back to that that equaliser actually, and mm. I'm on the fence, similar to Mike, and I thought it was a it was a very good reaction save from Burge. But looking at the the reaction online, and even just within our own, you know, the Roker Report uh, WhatsApp group, um, there's a lot of criticism being levied at Burge for for that having not parried it away. Like I said, personally for me, it was two good saves, and it it was a bit of bad fortune. Where where do you stand on that? Mm, I'm 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 against just to be honest. I thought yeah, yeah. the first, yeah, I think the first one he palm he, he does palm it out, but even the second one, the second one's not a weak, uh, sorry, not a powerful shot. It's quite weak, and he mm. just kind of flaps at it. I know mm. he's he's getting up, he's getting up now, but he can possibly afford to maybe catch the second one. If if you look if you look at it, it's not the strongest of efforts. So yeah. yeah, I mean when you look at on again going back to Tuesday when Remy Matthews made that big save at the end, uh when when it was one nil and he palms that wide mm-hmm. and you know he gets a strong hand, it is a weak kind it is kind of a weak save the the that both of them are, but you know, if a keeper's made a double save and then they've scored from it, it is a bit harsh to criticise him and you know, we should be defending that a whole yeah. lot better. You know, yeah. we shouldn't even be mentioning Lee Burge having to make two saves. Because yeah. it could have been, it should have been dealt with. Yeah, where were the centre halves? Like, yeah, they were exactly, yeah. Seen. yeah. I mean, like... Jerome missed a sitter, didn't he? On yeah. on that build up, Jerome misses mm-hmm. his feet, and that's one one. If he gets any kind of connection to that, and then we're too slow to get out. We we let the the guy who had the first shot have about three and a half years of time, <laughs> and you know, and then you know, at the end of the day, Lee Burge, it's Lee Lee Burge is a standard League One goalkeeper where he's not great. Mm. And yeah, he's gonna pull off some good saves. He's gonna make mistakes, but I I cannot levy too much blame on him when it should have been avoided in the first place. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I think we we can agree to disagree on on Burge's role in that goal. One thing we can't 
uh, or we don't disagree on is necessarily the defending for it, is that everybody yeah. just was caught ball watching, stood mm-hmm. still, um, and just far too late to react to it. So, yes, all right, you could argue Bergement should have should have done better with the save in terms of palming it away, but there's no excuse for everybody else just standing around watching him do it. Yeah. And it, it didn't really, as you touched on, Mike, didn't really get much better from there. No. The, Cameron Jerome, uh, just out, just with just 20 minutes gone, then putting the hosts 2-1 up. Shock. I'm not really sure who was to to really blame for that. Again, it's, it seems to be something that we're, we're blaming people for, for conceding a goal rather than having good goals scored against us. For me, uh, 9 probably should be doing better out on the on the wide uh, position in stopping the, the that first piece of play from coming in, stopping the guy from cutting in far too easily. But then I, I'm not sure if it was Willis or it was Power, but again, just far too slow to react and, and just mm. marking just wasn't there. Mike, for you, where does the blame lie for that goal? Because it, it's there's probably two or three. I I think the, the as I said, the whole first half an hour, no one no one was before maybe Bar McGeady, and there was just so much lethargy. 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 Couldn't even get it out. We just we looked we looked shy basically first half an hour is a better word to use. But yeah, I agree with you. Nine should have done better really at the wing to stop it. But there was I saw the kid Bailey Wright was kind of looking at Lee Burge when the when the ball went into the net and he was looking at him blaming him for it I was like well it wasn't really his fault again but I think Bird seems to be getting a lot of the a lot of the stick for all these goals and I don't think it was really fair yeah I don't think and any blame for Burge on that one I'm not sure whether I'm not, no I'm not no. sure at all whether there's any blame for Burge for the second one it's, no. I mean to be honest I thought he was offside Jerome but you know it's still it's as, as what you've pointed out there Bong we were so slow to react yeah. you know and it's come from a shot you know their lads had a, had a skewed shot and they've managed to let you know as a striker free in the six yard box all on his own. It's just pathetic, really. It's, it's, yeah. it's poor defending. Yeah, it was it was poor. And I think down down both sides that for that whole first half up until about probably 30, 35 minutes, they they exploited us down both sides. Obviously, that second goal from Jerome, the, the move started out on that left hand side, which yeah. brings me on to talking about uh, Vokins. I, I wanted to kind of talk because he is he was a debutant. Obviously, people were crying out for him to come into the into the squad, and we're excited to see him given how poor McFadzian's been. But for me, that's probably the worst first half an hour of a debut since Jan Kershoff came on against Tottenham. Anyone want to pick up on, on the thoughts on Vokins? Uh, I think he was, you know what, he was poor, but he was part of a back, I'll include Burge in this, part of a back five who were poor. You know, so I'm I'm not going to write him off just yet. What what we've been giving McFadzian a lot of, a lot of stick for was McFadzian tends to get drawn into the centre a lot, and Vulcans was doing exactly the same. Yeah, and um, their their left winger was was it Laird? I think it was. That's right. Who, yeah. who yeah. was very very, very good. good. You know, really good. He just had him on toast, really. But we we got warned about this off the Southampton fan who we interviewed and said that. Vulcan's defensive work needs working on, and mm. we can we can all agree on that. I think it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't the the most it wasn't the greatest first. I thought he improved in the second half. I thought he actually did a, a good bit of uh, covering defensively when MK Dunn threatened to break in the second half. And he looks all right. He looks as if he's going to develop a decent little partnership with Thaden McGeady. So he, I think there's nothing to write him off with yet. But a lot of you know it defensively needs to be yeah. a lot better. It's just the same. It's the same as what we've been saying for those three months, though, isn't it? That we really, really missed Denver Hume. Yeah, it shows how critical Hume is to us. Yeah, I think it's just. Uh- Go on, Mike, sorry. I was just going to say, it could be argued, I suppose, as well, being on the wing with McGeady. I mean, you can be left a little bit exposed because <laughs> he's not yeah, one for tracking yeah, back I mean, and defending. He, yeah, I mean, he does have that tendency to drift inside as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with you, and I think he was marginally better second half, although there were two kind of... Gla- what, no, he almost... Well, there was a penalty shot against him, 
which would have been soft if it was given, but he did dangle um, a leg out. Mm. And, it, you know, you've seen him given. Near the end as well of that second half, I can't remember, I think it was Laird actually, should have put MK Dons 3-2 up and he kind of had a similar chance to the one that Max Power had at the end of the first half where the ball came across and he was in acres of space because Vokens was just ball watching and he'd come yeah. off of him and I think he's hit it on like the half volley and just skied it about 20 yards over the bar in the end and he really should have done better with that and again that was that was Vokens ball watching I mean I'm certainly not going to write him off after one game that would be ridiculous of me but I think as far as, as debuts go um, it was it was very very shaky um, and it's just a little bit disappointing that he didn't kind of live up to the hype you know and, and some of that was brought on by ourselves and some of that was brought on by, by, by social media because people were making a big thing about the fact that he played for Southampton against Arsenal the week before he signed for us <laughs> so you know he's, he's obviously a Premier League footballer I didn't see a Premier League footballer today no, um, no. but I, I, I didn't I'm, see a League One one <laughs> he wasn't no. quite Brendan Galloway though was he no, that's very true. But then you'd have to go a long, long way to to, to be that. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm not writing him off, but it, it, uh, he was. It wasn't a great debut for him, um, and it was probably right that he he came off in the end. I can't really remember much. I haven't really much got much else for that first half apart from Max Power having that one chance, which again he should have done better yeah. with. He was in acres of space, side foot volley, and it's gone a mile over the bar. I mean, I'm sure you both agree he should be at least hitting the target with that. Yeah. So yeah, so that sees us 2-1 down at half time and a, you know, a world away from the uh the performance on Tuesday night against MK Dons. Again, social media and our WhatsApp group was was on fire calling for changes, um calling for individuals to be off and to be on, but there were no changes at half time. I was surprised by that. Aren't you surprised that there was no changes at half time either? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would have had scowling on and mm. um, probably Jones on at half time. It just goes to show in the in the second half when Jones did come on how how much he affected the game. You know you've you've got to be making them. You've got to be looking at that first half. Think we need to improve. Yeah. So much, and then you can see where we was where we were struggling was in the middle of the park, and you know he didn't he didn't make any change at all there. Mm. Um. Yeah. It was it was strange. And plus, I do think sometimes Lee Johnson's very good proactive uh, manager in, in going on changing it, but I think he left it a little bit too mm. late today. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that that first half, generally as a as a forty five minutes, was that poor that he's had a go had a, like you know ripped into him at half time and said, look, you mm-hmm. you get you got five minutes, ten minutes to sort this out. If not, then you know I'm making four substitutions. But it wasn't that long into the second half when um when actually a bit of good fortune resulted in us getting that equaliser. Um, short corner from uh, Grant Ledbetter into McGeady. It was a very very good bit of skill. Uh, from Aidan McGeady, a couple of little steps, step overs, and then shifted it inside, followed by a really terrible shot. But fortunately, some good reactions from Luke Nine, who kind of got it stuck under his feet, got it out of his feet, and then managed to turn it in. Bit of good fortune, Mike. That's, I think certainly in terms of the the goal. But was it was yeah. it coming? Did we look like we were going to score in that first ten minutes? Well, I think actually, as and Danny Collins said, in the second second half started that MK Dons kind of set the tone again. They came out starting mm. strongly, um, and I nearly think half time came at a bad time for us because we were starting to get on top of them at the end of the first half. But I think once we got the goal from on eye, and yeah, it was a bit of fortune. Uh, uh, McGeady does what he did well, like he, he beat his man, got the shot off, but it was just a poor, poor, poor shot. But Onion trapped it well and finished it. I think after that we you know we, we showed more energy, we were more direct, but it was kind of a it was kind of a scrappy second half, really. Like I mean no mm. one really took the game by the bull of the horns and it went at it like but um I agree with Ant. I think if you brought Scone on a little bit earlier, uh, we could add a bit more balance to the to midfield. I still like I know O nine got the goal, I didn't think he played well at all in midfield. Uh, we might get onto that later on. We were talking off air about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean we, we definitely we definitely showed more energy and I, I agree when Jones came on especially. 
we we looked like the better team and I thought we might get on the winner but it just didn't come. Yeah. Yeah. So after that after that goal it was, you know, pretty much one-way traffic for the next 20 25 was, minutes yeah. or so. But we didn't it didn't really threaten uh, for that period when we were, when we were on top and then MK Don seemed to despite being looking like they were dead on their feet started to get back into the game again. Um and they certainly weren't sitting 10 minutes 10 men behind the ball and what where do our troubles stem from with that? Because for one game we're saying we can't struggle, we, we struggle to break teams down when we when they sit mm-hmm. ten behind the ball. MK Dons didn't do that today, and we still didn't really. Apart from that last ten minutes, if we take that last ten minutes out, um, because there were a few very very good chances which should be being punished in, in my opinion. But other than mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that we after the equaliser, we were on top for about twenty minutes or so. One way traffic, but again couldn't really carve out a, a particularly good chance. Where are the problems there? I think the issue is, I mean, as as much as I, I don't mind Aidan O'Brien, he's not going to score many goals. So mm-hmm. we're we're really reliant on Charlie White at the minute, you know. And and to be fair to Charlie, he's putting them away. But there's not there's nobody else who's stepping forward and and putting the ball in the back of the net. You know, I know McGeady's got a couple, but one was a deflection last week, one and the one on Chase was a just awful goalkeeping. Um, you know, Luke Nine's popped up with one today, which is which is good to see from from him. I know what Mike's saying about he's having um, issues about him playing centre field, but he's he's done today what Scowan hasn't done all season. He scored a goal. You know, so that we're too reliant, I think, a little bit now. If if Charlie White doesn't score for us, you wonder who is. Um, which for me is quite scary. Um, if you're pinning all your hopes on no. Charlie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're pinning all of our hopes on Charlie, bless him, because <laughs> to be fair, he is doing the job. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think as well what I've spotted in the last, at least the last four or five games, especially the three that obviously we've covered all this week, is we seem to get a goal, a goal, a goal in front, and then we just completely sit off. Mm-hmm. And 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 a lot of those three word reviews are saying Jack, it's like Jack Ross. It is like watching a Jack Ross side in the minute. Yeah, you know we're we're starting well. We're as as much today was was a goal against uh, the run of player. We have scored first, and then we never played until the second half. And you know eventually that's going to get we're going to get punished by a good side. I mean imagine playing Doncaster next week and we just sit off them for half yeah. an hour. They're gonna they're gonna put four or five goals past us, you know, because they're a good side. So when that that's where we need we need to improve on two forms. Really, we need someone, maybe one, two or three players need to step up and take the mantle away from Charlie a little bit, and yeah. and we need to we need to start like pressing them a bit more. We need to start showing more incentive when we've gone one nil in front, not just sit back. Mm. Yeah, to change the formation. I mean, four four two with Aidan O'Brien up top. I mean, he's not really going as you as Ants you've said. He's not going to score you a goal. I mean, I think we could be better no. off playing Wyke up on his own, maybe McGeady in behind, and then bringing Jones yeah. in onto the wing with maybe Gooch on the other side. I think that could suit us much better because we'd have, I mean, there's a high, higher chance of Gooch getting a couple of goals. Jones, by the looks of it, looks really strong and direct. Uh, and obviously McGeady is, is very creative mm. with Wyke up top. I think that could suit us a lot better than having O'Brien up top of Wyke because you just don't think he's going to get you the goals. I've said on Tuesday I'll move Gooch there, but yeah. you're, you've brought up a brilliant point now, Michael, with McGeady being in there. With Charlie White, that would be for me really good because then you've got McGeady who can run at defences, which is as much as O'Brien has done well today. He's done. He's played he really tired, well. Like, yeah, he but... doesn't look like he's ever going to score, though, does he? That that's no. the issue with him. He doesn't look like he's going to score. Whereas McGeady, at least he can take the ball, glide past a couple of defenders, have a shot, which he's not scared to do. That probably would be beneficial long term because we've got to get, we've got to find a way of getting Jones in. Because his pace is just too scary for defenders, so yeah, we've got to yeah. find a way along to be absolutely and McGeady likes to drift into the centre anyway, doesn't he? Like he, he doesn't mm-hmm. really stick out in the wing. He wants to play no. a bit more central anyway, yeah. So Yeah, the only thing I would say about that is is 
the last what five six games we've been actually praising Charlie White and saying he's in the best form that he's had in a Sunderland shirt and a lot of the the, the podcasts that we've done has seen a lot of the reasoning for that being the fact that he's up top with somebody else and we are playing two up front mm. um so you know by by taking O'Brien out and and moving someone a bit a bit deeper do we then push Charlie White out of form and and not use him as in the best possible way that we can mm. now that we seem to have found a way to to get the best out of Charlie White. Um, it's an interesting debate. I mean, I don't really know what the answer is. I think the starting lineup today certainly isn't the answer. Um, but just just to finish off the the, the game, so obviously Jordan Jones came on f- on sixty seven minutes for the last kind of twenty five or so for for Lyndon Gooch, who I thought was was quite quiet today. I thought he um, mm. he ran up a lot mm-hmm. of blind alleys and and was a little yeah. bit wasteful with the ball. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Jordan Jones for me completely changed the game. Um, that, the that injection of pace. Um, when MK Dons were, were already looking at pretty tired, it's no surprise that he came on and we all of a sudden started creating a few chances. A couple of flashpoints in that last um, kind of 15 minutes or so. So firstly, um, Mike, I'll ask you a simple question. Should Luke O'Neill have been sent off? Yes. You reckon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, and? Um, probably. Uh, yeah. It was probably setting yellow, yeah. yeah. It, I don't, I think I'm, it's, some, it's summed up the refereeing today because he was awful for both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I had the um, I had the MK Dons commentary on my stream. Um, I was w- watching the iFollow stream and they were going, they were absolutely raging, saying the ref had bottled <laughs> it. He couldn't believe he was still on the pitch. Uh, he was just pouring, this, that, yeah. and the other. Yeah. Um, I mean, f- for me, if that was given against me as a as a second yellow, I I would be fuming. I think it would have been soft. Personally, for me, it's the right decision. Luke O'Neill's already got his hands up when the bloke's cutting across him. It's, it's one of those. He, it's impossible for for a nine to get out of the way. It's not like he's through on goal. He's out wide. So even though I agree, the referee was absolutely terrible. For both I think teams. A, a, yeah, I think a second yeah. yellow would have been very very harsh. Mm. Um, and it just made me laugh to listen to the MK Don's commentary going absolutely nuts about <laughs> it. Um, and then and then we saw the highs and lows of Charlie White um, played through by McGeady. Um, again, a perfectly weighted pass, but this time instead of slotting it away, it was a little bit further out. In fairness, but he kind of stood on it. And it went backwards and, and we lost possession. And then I also saw, I don't know if anyone else picked up on it because it was just just coming off camera shot, but Charlie Wyke also fell over his own feet. He was running through, uh, trying to close. Uh, tr- I think he was trying to chase a ball. And as he set off, he kind of tripped over his own feet. But I, I'm, I'm jesting a little bit there. You know, it, it, that pitch was absolutely awful. It's not surprising more people didn't lose their footing. He also, though, put a brilliantly cushioned header down for Aidan McGinn in the last kick of the game. And Aidan yeah. McGinn, he's got to score there. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, that's literally the next thing I was going to come on to, actually. actually and, you know, that last 10 minutes, that last 10 minutes, it could have been anything. It could have been four all. You had the um, Laird uh, in chance where he should have put um, Kedon's 3-2 up. We had a penalty shake as well, which again, White did well for. Mm. Stormwell and, penalty. Yeah, I was Stormwell. going to say, do you think it's, yeah. a, it's a penner? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you watched it, I don't know if you got to see, because they, they, they slowed it down um, on yeah. one of the one of the very rare, decent replays we had from the EFL cameraman who, if you are listening, get another job because you're dreadful. <laughs> Does Frankie <laughs> ever he, tell he us literally... he's using the EFL camera? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to, see he has to make sure he gets that in. Him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he heads, he heads and the lad goes up with his hands out and then lifts his hands towards the ball. It's it, it's mm. as much as a penalty you'll see all day today and we never got it. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. stonewall penalty. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Mike? 
Yeah, but um, I, they, they probably could have had one as well. I think the other end as yeah. well was it was it just after that Vulcans uh, took someone mm. down. I don't know who it was, so mm. maybe they evened itself out a little bit. Yeah, I suppose possibly. But again, it just goes to highlight the refereeing performance. How bad they are, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and then as you touched on, in the what was it ninety fifth minute, wasn't it? Literally last kick of the game. Yeah, White did very very well, like you said, um, in cushioning that ball down from McGeady and a player of McGeady's caliber and quality. That shouldn't be ending up anywhere other than the back of the net, should it? Just hit it first time, you know. Mm. Just, just hit. I mean, it's the last minute of the game. You threw on goal. Just hit it, you mm. know. He's just as much as he's. He, he's probably thinking he's done the right thing and turning in, but he's turning onto his wrong foot. Yeah. And then, like, he's he's just give them that you know their defenders and their goalkeeper a chance now with the angle down. So even if you just come across the goalkeeper there, if the goalkeeper saves it, it comes out to somebody. Because you can't put it anywhere else from there. You know, the, the goalkeeper won't be able to put that away for a corner because of the angle. So he, that, that would come out to possibly Charlie White or whoever who's following in. So for me, just you've just got to hit that first time. And I think someone of Aidan McGeady's calibre is going to be on the bus on the way home now thinking I should have won the game for something. As there. that full-time whistle went, you could see he was absolutely fuming with himself yeah. that he, he hadn't put it away. And funny enough, he did that a couple of times. So obviously the, the goal that um, 09 scored came from McGeady cutting in and hitting it with his right. He, he had that chance where he cut in and, and tried to hit it with his right. And he also had one, I think it was like the 87th, 88th minute, um, which was actually quite well sa- saved by the keeper. Yes. Um, yeah, where, again, where he cut inside and, and shot with his right. So a bit of a, a strange one as to as to why he chose to do that. But, you know, only only Aidy McGeady knows uh, as to why. So, yeah, so he finished 2 all, another disappointing result. But there were certainly chances for us to win, have won that game. You know, on, a, on another day, it could have been 4-5-2. It could have been 4 all with the, with the penalty shouts and the, the chances. So, yeah, 2 all, Mike, fair result. I think we just shaded it second half based on the chances we had, especially when you thought we just mentioned one at the end there. Uh, but as I said earlier on, they could say they had a couple of chances layered, had one, that penalty shout they had as well. As you said, it could have been any score really, but I think we really should have won that game if, if like we're still talking about aspiring to, to get promoted. I mean, the way we're playing, we're not anywhere near that at the moment. We really need to be killing these games off if we want to climb up that table. Yeah. But based on it, I'd say just about we could have won a 3-2, possibly. But I can't complain with the draw, really, after after the first half performance. Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree mm-hmm. with that. And and uh, we, we touched on the, the referee and performance. Two penalty shouts, <laughs> one from each team, a possible sending off for, for Luca 9. Some strange decisions in overruling the assistants as well, despite being miles away from them. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think he necessarily did, but... Did he cost us points today? No, no, no. We cost us points, you know. Yeah. yeah, he got the he got our he got our penalty decision wrong. But I mean what some what summed him up was in uh, I think it was either the ninety second or ninety third minute and Sanderson was getting fouled and then lost the ball and he didn't bring it back and then we immediately break with Josh Scorn. And I think it was Josh Scorn who got fouled and he blew it straight up for a foul yeah. and we were four on two at the back. Yeah. And I, that's the only time this season where I've literally screamed at the laptop and there's been so many opportunities for us to do that. Yeah. And I've kept me calm, but I literally lost my temper with that. Like That was just awful refereeing. Yeah, you should just, just let it go. Yeah, you should just, yeah, just let that go. Yeah, And, you know, come back and book him. The next time it goes out, that's what you're meant to do. But yeah. it's just, it's that's League One. That's League One. The referees aren't very good. The opposition aren't very good. We're not very good. It's just, yeah. it's League One. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does get a bit boring talking about the standard of refereeing, though. Because, it, it, I mean, it is no different to, to Sunday League refereeing. And, you know, it's a mil- it should be a million miles. Despite it being League One, it's a million miles from Sunday League. And yet, we you seem still seem to be getting Sunday League referees. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, a two-all draw. Um, two points dropped. 
um, especially given the performance and the result on, on Tuesday against pretty much the same team. Um, the result sees us just outside of the playoffs on 41 points, but Accrington are on the same number of points, but two games in hand on us. Um, and it also drifts us a bit further away from those automatic spots. Um, so we move on to the player ratings. Um, so I will start with the with the goalkeeper, as is customary. Um, so Lee Berger actually gave a seven um, because I, I don't blame him for the for the goal. Uh, that first goal from MK Dons. Um, he did a couple of other decent saves. I thought his kicking was pretty decent. And yeah, I, I think I, I, it was a slightly above average performance. So yeah, seven. Not really much else to, to talk about it that we haven't already said. Um, so Ant, you're up next and you've got Max Power. Yeah, I've given Max Power a six. Thought he was summed up our first half. He was probably our, better defend, our best defender in the first half. Mm. Um, the rest of them were absolutely dire. Um, crossing was... Not great today. Uh, he did put a lovely ball in in the second half where I think it was O'Brien should have should have been on the end of it. It was a beautiful ball. Probably should have scored. But I like the way he's willing to, to get forward. He's, he's a very attack-minded right back and I do like that. He gives us that extra option as well. I, I think he's doing well there, so I've given him a six. Yeah, he's doing well there. I, if only he had a bit more pace, that's the only thing I would say. If he had a yeah. bit more pace, he'd be, le- he'd be a very, very good right back. He won't be in League One. Well, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I think, I think he's arguably been better on the ball at right back than he has at, yeah, at, centre, at centre midfield. Yeah, I prefer him there than I do in midfield. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so Mike, you're up next and you've got Bailey Wright. Yeah, um, I suppose like like all the defense in the first half, I I didn't think he was great. I, I maybe put that down a little bit to how he's kind of exposed by the midfield because I think the midfield got overrun. Uh, Jerome caused him a few problems, but I think second half, uh, he was really solid. And there was one really good challenge on Cameron Jerome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would give him a six. Yeah. I think that's fair. There was that one bit uh, getting towards the end as well where he, he almost cleared it off the line. That ball got square, squared across um, yeah. and he, he did well to, to clear that one away. Um, so yeah, we move on to Jordan Willis who is back round to me. Um, and I've given Jordan Willis a five. I thought for him... I want to give him a bit of a caveat because obviously he only got the nod that he was actually making it into the team with 20 minutes before kickoff, And I think that showed. Uh, so the notes that I've got here is that his head first half in particular, head completely not in the game, could tell he only got the nod at the last minute. Didn't look like he was prepared mentally or physically for the, for the game. And he was made to look, I thought, quite poor by Cameron Jerome, who's 700 years old. So, yeah. It <laughs> He's was... younger than me, Bob, I leave him alone. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> he just, he's just been around for that yeah. long. He feels he feels like yeah, he's been he's, around longer than Teddy he's Sheringham. He's 35. He's three months younger than me. <laughs> uh, okay, in that case, I apologise, mate. Um, and apologise to Cameron Jerome as well. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought Jerome made him look pretty average, particularly in that first half. Um, uh, and especially when that is his goal or for his goal. Uh, so, yeah, I gave Willis a five. Um, so, and you have the new boy, Vokins. Yeah, um, I've gave Vokins a five, which I think is quite, I think it's quite generous, to be honest. I thought, obviously, you know, we've gone on his first half performance was he must improve on that. The reason why he hasn't got lower is it's his debut. Um, you know, I think if that had been McFadden playing, it would have been, you know, a three or a two. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of like, so why are you giving him a five? But, you know, listen, we know McFadden's been poor for, for us for, for months. This is Vulcan's first game. So, yes, he needs to improve. Hopefully he will. Um, and I've given him a five. Yeah, I, I mean, I give, him a f- I give him a four for that same reason. I've probably four, not yeah. just been as generous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it must do better is the is the f- the phrase to coin from, from that performance. But certainly, certainly, not writing, certainly not writing him off. Uh, okay, so, Mike, we are back to you. And you have uh, Luca Nine. 
Oh. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and I, I and I'm I'm fully subscribed to the Luke Nine fan club, like, but just not in midfields. <laughs> I just for me, like, I mean, I think we've heard this from the start from the since he's come to the club, that first game against Charlton, you remember he was really poor centre midfield. And I don't know if that just sticks in my head every time I see him there, but for me he just doesn't look comfortable in centre midfield. I don't think he has the technique on the ball for it. I don't think he has the distribution in terms of spreading the ball to the wings. Uh, like he has the energy in terms of getting forward, but and I know he got the goal. I just don't think it suits him. I think he's a far better right back. Um, or even as a number ten, we were talking about earlier on, where McGeady might be good. I thought he could do it there. I thought he wasn't great first half, completely overrun like with Ledbetter. Um, he did improve second half. Obviously, he got the goal, but I probably wouldn't have even had him on the pitch in the second half. To be honest, I would have scouting on a half time. Uh, so for me, he gets a six just because he got the goal. <laughs> Minus he's, goal, he's it's all a four. Going off, going off, you might. You remember what I said earlier about you being the favourite Irishman? Uh, that's uh, that's about to change. Uh, <laughs> Gary, Gary's just taking it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I thought uh, I thought oh nine. I thought he was poor first half as well. I don't disagree with that. I thought he was a lot better second half. One thing I did notice that he spent a lot of time covering Vokins in that in that kind of left yeah, back position. Um, and I th- I also think he was made to look worse by having Grant Ledbetter next to him rather than um, rather than Scoan because Ledbetter just couldn't move basically yeah. um, and, and speaking of Grant Ledbetter it, come, it comes back around to me and, and I've got him um, and I've given him a four some of the notes I've got for him was a terrible first 20 minutes stood far too far off of his man which meant that people could pass it around him or take him on far too easily uh, he got skinned and taken on far too easily he still can't take a corner <laughs> it, it's, you know, I don't know. Oh, honestly, I think there's there was one, and again, it was picked up on on the MK Don's commentary. He, he puts his right arm up and clips one to the front post, which then doesn't beat the first man. And he takes another corner, not two, 30 seconds later, puts his right arm up and overhits one that curls out for a goal kick at the back post. And I'm just like, oh, come on, come on. But, uh, the one good one that he did do was uh, was a short one to Aidan McGeady, and, and we scored from it. Um, but there was another piece of play as well down the left hand side. I can't remember who it was. McGeady played it into him, and he tried to backheel it back to him and tried to be fancy, and he just backheeled oh, yeah, it straight yeah. out of play for a go- for a throw in. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, it might sound harsh, and, and I know Ledbitter has come into a bit of a renaissance in the last kind of six months or so. I I don't really want to see him start a game for us. I think he's much better coming off the bench um, to settle a game down when when we need to slow it down a little bit. I think 09, for me, 09 and Scoen are those two positions. And I, I like I said, I don't really want to see him start a game, um, particularly not a game like that. Considering he's 35-year-old, you know, he played for however long, he's playing on that absolute played field of, field of a pitch. Mm. Um, it didn't suit him at all. I think that was. I do think that was a bad decision by Johnson in, in sticking him in and certainly giving him uh, giving him a whole game in there. Uh, so yeah, it's a four for me. Um, so Ant, we move back round to you, yep. and you've got Aidan McGeady. Uh, yeah, I've given Aidan McGeady a strong seven. Um, he was he was on an eight until the last kick of the game when I think he should should just bury it and you know should should be winning the game for us. Um, but I thought that was his best game since he's. Um, exclusion from the squad, shall we say, last season. Um, you know, and it's great to see him. It's actually, you know, he's he's kind of getting back into the form he was in in uh, certainly the first year of our League One journey. So you know, we get that cheat code, isn't it? We normally say, you know, yeah. the cheat code having Aidan McGee, Aidan McGee in, and the kind of that's coming back. So yeah, I thought he was very very good. Um, probably our best player. So I'll give him a, a seven. Yeah, but we would have got an eight had he had he done the right thing and scored. (laughs) (laughs) So I gave I gave him a six for that very reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I marked him down a mark for missing those missing those two chances. Um, Mike Charlie White. 
Charlie Wyke, um, obviously got the goal, a uh, couple of decent chances first half, but I think as we've probably spoken about many times in this podcast, I've heard it said, he doesn't do much <laughs> other than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I gave him a six because he got the goal and I mean, I couldn't really mark him down like you did, Bomber, for missing a couple of chances, but oh, I'm going to start off here. I think we, we need to see more from him really from outside of the goal, uh, other than getting the goals, but I won't, I, won't, I won't open that can of worms now. I'll just I'll say a six and move on. <laughs> okay, it's probably fitting that I came to you with Charlie White because Ant and I well documented it being opposite ends of the Charlie White scale, so <laughs> I think it's quite fitting that he came to you with that. <laughs> um, so I've got last couple then, so I've got Lyndon Gooch. Um, I've, I've given him a, a six. I think it's probably a generous six. I got he ran in to blind alleys didn't really do an awful lot with the ball um again decision making for me needs to be better for for a player who who should be doing better um so yeah i gave him a six um so and uh mm-hmm. aiden o'brien um yeah i want to give him a seven but the fact he just doesn't offer any uh goal scoring prowess whatsoever for me as a striker i'm gonna have to give him a six but you know listen in the first half um he was probably our better Probably one of our better players, which isn't say much, mm. but the 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 build up play for the first goal was excellent. Um, I thought he did a decent job of harassing there. Uh, centre halves a bit more than what Charlie should be doing. Um, so you know I am on the Charlie White fence, but yeah, I think I agree. Mike said Charlie should have been doing better. But yeah, well, Brian, uh, yeah, six, and I do think his position is under threat. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. I think he bought himself a bit of time with that performance a couple of weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. but that that kind of credit has run out now. I think. Um, okay, so I'll quickly roll, rattle off the subs, and Mike, you can let me know uh, if you agree or disagree with them. So Jones, I've given a seven. Thought he changed the game looked completely different and a lot more open, and we looked a lot more threatening when he came on. Yeah. Uh, Scowan, I've given a seven. Also, uh, again, was part of a, of changing the game. We had a little bit more energy in that midfield, a little bit more bite. And I would have liked to have seen him start, if or at least come on at half time. Um, and the others I've not rated because uh, mm. they only had kind of eight minutes or so. So yeah. uh, uh, Maguire and Sanderson did it. Either of you rate either of those two? No, no. he says not, nothing. No. Yeah. yeah. Although I did, I did think even though Sanderson was only on for eight minutes or so, I did think he looked very good again. Yeah, yeah. he was better for eight minutes than Vokas was for eighty-two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fair shout. <laughs> I think that's I've a fair put thing. one comment next to Maguire and should have been Diamond. That's just that's yeah. Yeah, I, I, I actually said that. that as well. Where was Diamond? Yeah, yeah, yeah I that's think a good point. Yeah. yeah, his directness would have been good near the end. Yeah, yeah, I can only assume that that Johnson wants to give him a bit of a rest. Yeah, but yeah, I was I was that was one that surprised me, particularly as you know Maguire hasn't even looked like necessarily making a squad or a starting lineup, and uh, let alone coming off the bench. Um, so yeah, it was a was a funny one. Um, so. I'll ask you to, to to rate the gaffer then as well. Uh, so Mike, um, I, I was a six. I think he was too slow making changes. I think there should have been one and a half time in midfield. I I personally actually you nearly could have made two. I thought Gooch was really poor first half. I didn't really comment on that in the ratings there. Mm. Um, I think you could have easily taken Lyndon Gooch off and one of o- o- nine and Ledbetter in my opinion. I know your opinion's Ledbetter possibly bomber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I uh six six for um for Lee Johnson. I think I think he could have definitely made been quicker with the changes. I like yeah. his hat though. I like his hat. <laughs> yeah, very Peaky Blinders esque. Yeah, uh, and and me and you Adam is it? Well, you you talked me up to a ten on Tuesday. Uh, what have you got for him today? Now it was it was Gav who did that, man. I had him as an eight as well, but I got talked up. Um, I've got him as a five today. Uh, basically, I thought the looking at the starting lineup, I, I was just, I was just looking and thinking it's it's just too many changes from Tuesday, considering how well we played. Why Dan Neil wasn't in the original 
squad of 18 was baffling for me because of how, how well he did on Tuesday night. So um, the inability of making half-time substitutions, especially in the middle of the midfield when we were getting completely outran, was poor. Mm. Eventually brings Jones on. Who was who changed the game? You know, but that should have been done at half time, um, and yeah, and you know, not bringing Jack Diamond on. It's yeah. you know yeah. why Chris yeah. McGuire, who who hasn't been getting that much of game time anyway, and then you you're chasing the game. You can against especially against Dean Lewington, who's another one who's probably about six thousand and two, <laughs> and then you can bring Diamond on and get Diamond to run at him. Instead, we bring Chris McGuire on, and automatically we slow the game down. Yeah. No, no. So I'm, I'm, you know, I want to be harsh on Johnson. I do like Lee Johnson. I think Lee Johnson is a good football manager. But again, as I said last Saturday, he's got it wrong again for me today, and yeah. needs to improve. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I've got yeah. him as a five. I thought t- the initial team selection was wrong. Too many changes. Too much pace and energy taken back out of the team. And I think some of the substitutions were were probably a bit too late. He should have made mm-hmm. a couple at halftime, and I think some of the substitutions were wrong. Again, similar to you, and bringing Maguire on instead of Diamond, um, and not taking Ledbetter off at halftime for me, at least, were, were two of the wrong decisions. So he's gone from a he's gone from a ten to a well, he's gone from an eight to a ten to a five. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the ups and the ups and downs of, of Lee Johnston. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. So so I said that sees us just out of the playoffs, um, but it does see us slip a little bit further mm-hmm. out of the reach of uh, of second place in the automatics. So just very quickly, Ant, where does the season go from here? Um, you know, you know, how many times have we said on, on any part, this is a huge week now? You know, we've got Shrewsbury away, which is now turned into a must win. And then we've, I think we've got Doncaster at home, haven't we, next week? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're the informed side in the league. You know, they've, they've won again today against Oxford. You know, that's going to be difficult. And Shrewsbury actually give us a good game up at the Stadium of Light um, the other week. So we need to be looking at getting minimum four. Probably we need all six now, the way it's going. Because as yeah. you're saying, we're, we keep on falling away from, we're now seven points behind Hull in second, who lost today. You know, I mean, have have had we, because we should have won last week, even though we didn't play very well. And we should have won today. Had that, uh, There's four points dropped in a week. We're in the middle of the playoffs then, and we're, we're, we're hunting down Hull. You know, we're hunting down like Hull and Lincoln then. But at the minute, we're... We're going to be also around. I think we'll be lucky the way it's going. We'll be lucky to sneak into the playoffs. I think we yeah. will do. I think we will do because we've got the squad now to to make the playoffs. I think we will do. But I I would really going forward like to see a lot more pace, maybe with Jones and Diamond either side. Yeah, I, I want to see the, the the Tuesday night approach for the rest of the season yeah. for me. Yeah, you what you do? You want to see the League Cup approach, the yeah. high pressing. You you want to see that getting the early goal, high press, high press. You know, the bully teams. You know. You know, let's get the likes of Dan Neal in. You know, as you've just said, there, bomber, Grand Ledbetter. He's he's had a great season, but the last the last few games, he has shown signs that he's slowing down. Let's mm. give him a rest and let's get Dan Neal in. Why not? You know, yeah. Dan Neal's never never put a foot wrong in a Sunderland strip. So yeah. if they're trusting to do it in a cup game where we've got the semi final of, why don't we trust him in a league game and get the same opposition? Yeah. It's, it's madness, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, mate. But that's uh, that's probably a debate that that the uh, the guys on the extra pod a bit later on this week. Uh, we'll we'll get into no doubt about how the season's looking and how we're going to line up. Uh, but in terms of of looking at this Milton Keynes draw, um, that's probably it. I think so. All that's left for me to do is is thank you, Ant, for joining me in uh, in talking about it. Yeah, thank you. And I, I do apologise for all our listeners if I've been rather negative today, but it's the way I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and also thank you to the second favourite Irishman in the Roker Report team, uh, Mike. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks, Barmer. We'll be back with you. No worries. We'll be back with you later on in the week. But for now, thanks very much. See you soon.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.